0: Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike, and this is Orlando, and we're on episode 289. Yeah, this time it really is 289.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I still the numbers threw me off. Even today, I was I was trying to make sure we had the right number. Yeah. So we're we're good. We're good. Those of you have listening for the first time, we always you know jump around these numbers. uh, Being that we've been recording for four, it's going to be five years
0: here soon, right? At some point, we just need to say it's an episode. Yeah, there's, there's a number there. We've done a bunch of them. Um, check them out. It's crazy how time has flown
1: by. It does seem like a long time ago since episode one. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. We've been through a lot. Anyways, uh, speaking, we've been through a lot. It is an update episode. Yeah. Uh, so this is where Mike and I catch up on what's been going on with us as far as reselling. We talk about reseller topics,
0: share some bolos and uh, what we're looking forward to. So uh, what's been going on with you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been good. Got out to some garage sales, which is always nice. In fact, I wasn't planning on going to garage sales. My original plan was to wake up in the morning and list. And um, that night before I went to bed, I, cause I had, I even did some like, you know, my Facebook marketplace, which I try not to use so much for, for it's so hard. Have you ever used Facebook marketplace to try and find garage sales? It's terrible. It's awful. Like it's just, it, it's the worst. In fact, I saw somebody mention like it would be, I wonder if it's worth it to get like a, a VR or not VR VA, a virtual assistant. So you just look for garage sales to go through and map out all the garage sales for the weekend using Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, and any other like, you know, neighborhood, all the local apps that are out there and then just compile them based off of location and time start for you. Interesting. That, I mean that might be worth I mean it. I do that I do that every night. Yeah, I mean it, t- that, it takes me like a good hour or two. But imagine if you can like cuz it used to be so easy with the uh, with the yard sale treasure map or whatever it's called See, i never got into it oh my gosh it was so that 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 app was so nice because you could easily because it, it it did that for you it, it pulled from craigslist it pulled from various places and it kind of like organized it and then once they lost the i'm sure it was i think it was the craigslist api and they couldn't could no longer like pull from them craigslist
1: <laughs> craigslist has not changed their website since like 1991 or something
0: yeah but the crazy thing is is it's still i mean like you talk about like you know, eBay is still around, still the biggest. And it's like, Craigslist still is the place for a lot of things like that. Like, a lot of people are still yeah, going yeah. to Craigslist. That's true. And it is the number one place, at least where we are, for finding garage sales. Because the nice thing is you can do the map feature. So, you can see, like, how far they are away from you, mm-hmm. which is so nice to do. But I remember anyway, one time it was unlinked. Like, you click on it and it wouldn't tell you. Oh, really?
1: It was like that for three months, like a couple mm-hmm. of years back. Anyways, go yeah. ahead.
0: So, but the nice thing is, mm-hmm. um, well... I, I would. Throughout the week, I'd been kind of searching and i like to look for neighborhood garage sales, community yard sales and church rummage sales, those types of things. And it just seemed like it was going to be a slow weekend. And then I got a text message from a friend and their neighborhood was doing their like annual yard sale and it had just barely been posted on on Craigslist.
1: I missed that one. We talked about this, how there's one that I always like going to because it literally
0: is like five minutes from where I live and it wasn't on Craigslist. So I didn't go. The the well so here's the thing so there's there was two of them so I didn't go to the one that my friend where my friend lives because he lives in a mobile home area yeah. I didn't go to that one oh that I, that one I went to okay yeah th- that's what I was talking about so I oh, did yeah, I did go to that one yeah, I know you what went, went to that yeah. one uh but then I found out that there was another neighborhood in like real close to where I live like just a few miles from where I live and it every year that I go it's successful they actually have it twice a year and so I was like I can't miss this I I was planning on listing today but I mean it's right here. you know, it's it's right here. I mean, how can I pass this up? So I went and the weirdest part was for whatever reason I had in my head that it started at seven and I try to be like thoughtful and and I know you got to go early, but it's been a little while since I've been like crushing yard sales. It hasn't really been yard sale season. I've been doing other things. So I'm a little bit rusty and you know, getting there really, really early. I always feel bad, especially when people are setting up. I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I'm just going to go. I'm going to try and get there like 645 ish, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm driving around and there's people out there, but there was nobody like, I'm literally driving through this community. And every time there's a yard sale, there's a lot of them. There was no competition. Nobody was there. I'd literally would drive up to a house, park right in front, walk around and look at whatever I wanted to look at pick up whatever I wanted to pick up, get in my car and not see another person, not another reseller, not another customer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And then finally by like 7.30, I heard like another uh, seller say something like, yeah, I think it starts at eight, blah, blah, blah. And he was talking to somebody else. And I was like, oh, so I looked it up and sure enough, it started at eight. So I was an hour early, which is like, oh, no wonder people go so early to these things because I was, I was crushing it on sales. Now, one of the ones that was most interesting here, and this is kind of a, a just showing that it's important to like focus and, and dig through things and not give up too early. So I was out in one of the sales and there really wasn't anything that caught my eye other than there was a stack of PSP games. Hmm. So I'm going through the PSP games and about half of them had no discs in them and the other half had discs. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to see how much I can get for these. And I asked the guy. I said, "Do you have a PSP?" And he kind of laughed and chuckled. And he goes, "I'm sure my son does somewhere." Which that's not like a good sign, you know. And I'm like, uh, "Okay, like, is it like here, or you know, like?" Well, it's a good
1: sign, but it's also it's not a good sign. But it's a good sign, meaning that maybe there's stuff that hasn't been brought out.
0: Right. Yeah. And and it wasn't that. It wasn't that like, hey, I've got another box. I'm going to bring out. It was like, yeah, he probably has one. So I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) So I I pick up the stuff, and then I'm like, all right, how much for all this? And he says, "Hold on." My son should have been here by now. I guess he's not here. Let me call him. My God, dang it. Like, I wish he would have just given me a price. So he calls him. We end up negotiating down to like, it was under a dollar per game. I feel like 50 cents per game or something. And then he asked, he said, so do you know where the PSP is? And I guess his son told him, like, I thought it was there. I thought I brought it there, you know, however many weeks ago. So he goes, yeah, my son thinks it's here. So I was literally going through boxes I'm going through bags. I'm opening up totes like he had, like, you know, anything I could find. And finally, I found like uh, like a box that had like shoes. It was nothing but shoes. And I started pulling the shoes off and inside was PSP and a Game Boy Advance. Hmm. And I was like, yes, here it is. So nice. I ended up, you know, getting the Game Boy Advance, the PSP, and they're pretty scratched up. So they weren't in like perfect condition. Uh, but good enough. I mean, good enough condition. In fact, like the, the Game Boy Advance, I ended up paying $20 for everything here. So PSP in like eight games, the Game Boy Advance and um, the uh, Game Boy game with the Game Boy Advance, which was a Super Mario game. And the game alone sells for like 25 bucks. So okay, I was like, okay. if nothing, nothing else, I'm going to break even on, or make money on just this game. So it was a pretty cool deal. Uh, but yeah, so as soon as I ask, of course, you've got to do the like, well, what do you think for all of this? So I'm trying to bundle it all together. Unfortunately, I already paid for the PSP games. <laughs> And he says, "Well, I don't know how much are these things worth." And he had saw that I was kind of like eBaying the PSP games earlier, and he goes, "You know, I saw you on eBay. That's a good idea. Let me check eBay." Oh no! And I'm like, oh no! That's the word. So he's checking eBay, and he's like, "Holy smokes! These things go for a lot of money."
1: Oh, and he wasn't I was even like, looking at the sold. He was looking yeah. at what people wanted. And
0: I was like, "Oh yeah, do they?" And he's like, "What model is it?" And I'm like, "It's the like the first one." He's like, "Well, it looks like these go for anywhere from from like ninety to like three hundred, depending on." And I'm like, oh, gosh. And so I was like, do I have to do this whole, like, well, let's look at solds. But I had already looked at solds and I saw that solds are pretty, pretty high. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't even want to do this. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty scratched up. I'm not sure if it works. I mean, it does not. He's like, yeah, it probably needs a new battery. And so finally we like, I was like, well, since I already gave you this much for the games, like, how about just 20 for everything? And he's like, okay, let's do that. That's so he's like, he, and his response was, yeah, it's not like my son's going to be able to retire on that anyways. So... But the whole time I'm like, no, please don't look it up on eBay. I don't want to deal with oh, this. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that I was willing to like, I could have jumped in my car and left. But I'm like, there's PSP games. There was enough buzzwords that they think the PSP might be here. I'm looking like it's not going to hurt. Yeah. And and I, I happened to find a Game Boy Advance too, which is pretty cool. So I have not picked up a Game Boy Advance this entire time that I've been reselling. You know, I picked up other consoles, quite a few consoles actually, but I haven't picked up a Game Boy Advance yet. So I get to add that to my checkoff list yeah nintendo stuff i
1: get i've said this before since the vintage game market went up it's been brutal Mm. right because they're not in any of our thrift stores nearby and then you know it's not like the i remember one time i went to community yard sale uh over in the like escondido area back in the day Mm. and this was the glory i call it the glory days of garage sales where you would go and there would be like 50 and it was like a garage sale wonderland like it sales everywhere. Like you could, you know, it was like, it was beautiful. I I miss those days. I've not seen anything like that in a long time. And I'll never forget turning into a cul-de-sac and no one, everybody missed his house because it was like, you know, off the, off the regular path. And I remember picking up like a Star Wars version of an Xbox or something. And then I picked up. Uh, three DS's, uh, Super Nintendo games, GameCube games. I mean, it was crazy. And I only paid like a hundred dollars to make like a thousand, two thousand on it. Like those days are, they're long gone. Mm-hmm. Like they're long gone. And, uh, you know, at least here, at least here in San Diego, maybe we don't know. Maybe some of you that are listening are local here and you're like, oh, I pick it up all the time. And I'm telling you, I, I must be missing on something. Mm-hmm. So good for you. So it's interesting you bring up garage sales because I've noticed lately I've been really big about, listing stuff right away from a garage sale. Now Mike laughs at me because I have a lot of stuff around here that isn't listed. Still. But I've been, I've been pretty good about listing most stuff from garage sales and I'm finding that I'm selling that stuff within one or two days. Mm. Right. So for example, uh, if you guys follow us on Instagram last weekend, I went to garage sale and I, for example, I picked up uh, a bunch of items from one house. I picked up like a pair of jungle boots, Tony llama boots, red wing boots, Ola Kai sandals, Uh, and a bunch of other things. And I only paid like $29 for all of it. And right away, within a couple of days, I sold a pair of boots for $130. I sold a pair of Kai sandals for $20. Uh, At the same time, I went to that mobile home uh, community sale, which I always say, don't pass up on the mobile homes because sometimes it's retired people that they actually do have like nice things and they're just trying to you know, just get rid of it. Or, or sometimes there's people that are in between moves. I mean, you, you you don't know everybody's situation there, right? Because I think you know there's a certain you know view that people have of mobile home parks. But I, I've had great luck at mobile home parks, and so you know I picked up uh, two cowboy hats and like a fishing radar thing for twenty bucks. And within a couple of days, I sold one of the hats for seventy five dollars. Nice. Right. Right. So so you know it's been like that pretty much every week. Every time I've gone to a garage sale. I've gone, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. And then I'll pick up a few items. I'm like, I don't know about the stuff. And then I, you know, within two days, I'm already tripling, quadrupling my money. So uh, definitely worth getting out there to garage sales. Uh, And uh, just wanted to share, you know, I went away. went to San Francisco. And I always love going out there just because, you know, there's a couple of thrift stores I'm really big fans of. But I, I tried the time away feature. And I do not think it's as good as... The changing just your handling time messaging people now the time away does the does that automatically right it says sellers away it automatically says that you know the items won't be shipped out till this day and you actually can set it up on ebay where you write your pre-form message and it just sends it out and i gotta tell you my sales my sales just died hmm. right it did they they picked up like the day after i got back like they they skyrocketed for a day and then I had a day where I had zero, zero sales, zero. Now, did I get a couple offers? Yeah, I got some super low offers. Should I have taken those offers? <laughs> now, I, I think I should have. But it was, you know, because maybe it would have triggered the algorithm or something. But uh, eBay as a late for me has been sketch. Mm. In the sense that, you know, I've gone up from February to now, I've gone up at least six to 700 listings. But I've gone down. I keep going down. Like last, I think last update, I said I was down uh, $3,000 in my 90D total. Now I'm down like $3,800 in my 90D total.
0: Yeah. I think I think we're getting to that point now. I think a lot of people, most people who knew they were going to get tax returns filed early. Right. We just just celebrated tax day a couple days ago. What a great day, right? We're all-
1: well, unless you filed an
0: extension like yeah, that. Exactly. But, yeah. um, but most people who know they're going to get money back, they have no problem. As soon as they get their, their W4 or their W2, they're, they're instantly filing taxes, right? They're mm-hmm. using TurboTax. They're going to somebody, they're getting it done. Especially if they've got a lot of kids, they want to get all those credits. They want to get as much money as they can as soon as they can get it. So I'm thinking, it's already been several months, at least a couple of months that most, most people who are getting returns have already received their returns, which means I kind of feel like that was the last, almost like little mini expansion we had a little, little bit of a boost to the economy. You know, all the, the Mm. stimulation that we've had, all the stimulus checks, all the different, um, you know, expansion. And we've seen the inflation, we see the rising interest rate trying to combat that inflation. And so I think we're just, Everybody sees, I mean, stocks are going down, everything. Everybody's a little leery. We're going into kind of a downturn market. And so I think people just aren't spending as much. Like it could be that the items you have listed, it could be. Yeah, no, it could a be a of lot, things, lot of things. But but I think in general, from a lot of people I'm seeing, and and again, so it's all anecdotal, unless you're looking, if if we actually could look at the, the macro uh, stats and actually see the data, but if we're not looking at the data, I, I think. Probably most people in most markets are seeing a bit of a downturn. And you might be in a market or a niche that is actually excelling right now where people are really trying to get things. But but as we've talked about before, I think we're in that like gray area of like it's kind of unsettling. People aren't sure what to expect. Mm-hmm. But then as if we start to move more towards a, a, a downturn economy, like we've said many times, people are going to be looking for cheaper clothes, cheaper shoes, cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so they might turn to eBay. Now, what they might not be looking for is all the collectibles we're selling. So, if more than right. half of your store is the collectibles, you still might see your your ninety day total go down, even if certain categories are going up. So, we just don't know what that's going to look like. We just have to be willing to adapt and and shift as necessary. I mean, think about you know twenty twenty. How many people didn't adapt, and the people who did adapt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made a killing. And so, the same thing. Like, <laughs> hey, as, what a year. As we're moving what into this, we got to figure out the same thing. Like, what do we have to do? Where is the market going to move? Because people are always going to be spending money, even if even if the the economy starts to move down, people are still going to spend money on something. So can we get into those markets? So here's here's a caveat
1: to all that, though. So I might say that, you know, my and, you know, I'm never big on sharing 90 day totals because you don't know what's in those numbers. Right. I I could throw out this 90 day total. I could tell you I've sold, you know, (laughs) millions of dollars over the last 10 years. But what does that mean? Right. So what? So what if my overhead was 90 percent of that? It doesn't mean anything, right? But this is what I'll say. I have been spending a lot less on inventory, right? So even though I'm technically making less on eBay gross, net, I'm still doing okay, right? Because, you know, I, I've i been just doing garage sales and local deals. I haven't been going to a thrift, which the thrift was a lot of overhead, right? I could get things at garage sales and local deals probably at a quarter of what I would pay at a thrift store, mm-hmm. right? And And maybe even less at times. Right. So I'm 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 a little worried. I'm a little worried in the fact that I, I'm I, I have this I have this feeling that eBay is doing some major shifting in the background as far as the algorithm goes, as far as how they're pushing things up in the search. I, I think there's some changes that we're not aware. I think there's some and I know it's not conspiracy, but I, you know, in the discord, we've been talking about some of this a little bit uh, and and on social media. I think there's some things changing as far as, as eBay goes in the sense that, you know, we've talked about before that eBay has been profitable, not because of how much they're selling. It's because of how much they're charging. Mm. Right. And so I think there's a little bit of shift and I think whatnot is going to be filling that gap. And I'll talk about that later. Uh, but I will say, you know, sourcing in San Francisco, uh, the same thing became true as what happens in San Diego. If I go to the store that shall not be named, it's a lose. It's, it's just a lose. It's just, it's, it's it's hard. But I went to the high volume thrift stores that aren't huge chains and there was good stuff there because they're looking at turning things over, right? And so it was a great trip. I, I was able to source, I don't think enough to pay for my trip. I, I was not joking with my before the podcast. I probably spent like two to three times more than I anticipated. I just grabbed a credit card. I'm like... I don't want to think about what I'm spending. That was not a good idea. You got to budget that man.
0: Oh man. But it was, I felt good when I was there it felt good when i was there they know that on vacations there's a there's the dopamine is rolling man and you'll spend more. oh but then i realized like what i spent three hundred dollars in
1: food today like because i was like i took my family out to eat you know i took my kids out to eat like you know you bought rounds for everybody in the restaurant yeah yeah i told my my brothers like get, get whatever you want like it was it was a great feeling and now i'm dealing with the aftermath of it and yeah it'll get paid off i'm not too stressed about it but uh yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And the unfortunate thing is, and I've mentioned this before, I used to be able to go on these trips and, you know, you can you can write off some of it, too, if you go sourcing because it's counted as work. Uh, but it just hasn't been the same like going to these thrifts and paying off the trips, but still, still, still a great trip. Now I had mentioned before about the discord and, uh, I want to say thank you to all of you have been jumping on. We've had a few people every day jumping onto the discord and, uh, somebody had brought up the question I haven't discussed with Mike, but I think Mike's on the same page. So Mike and I, initially I discussed about the discord being free. Uh, we kind of had brought it up and, and a lot of you, a lot of you well-meaning had messages and said, Hey, listen, guys, we know you're all about everything being free in your content, right? Everything you, you want it to be accessible to everybody. But the problem is when you make it free to everybody, not everybody takes it seriously. You might get all kinds of different people on there. You might get scammers. And at the same time, you know, we, we want to make it that like the people that really care are, are there. And, and not saying that if you don't sign up on Patreon, you don't care. And so what we noticed is, is that, yeah, the, the, Discord has been going the way we want it to go. Yeah. Right. It, it's been just it's a, quality people. It's a good community. Yeah. Good community, uh, quality sellers, real deal resellers, great info. Uh, and it's, you know, it hasn't, no one in there, like no one's showboating, no one's throwing out numbers saying this is how much I made it. And, and if you do, that's great too. We can celebrate together, but it hasn't been this braggadocious kind of social media feel. It's mm-hmm. been like a very vibrant organic community. And so, uh, you know, I had messaged some of you that had messaged me on Instagram asking like, hey, Orlando seems like you guys are gonna keep it paid. And I think my and Mike and I are in agreement that it's gonna be tied into the the minimal, the five fifty-five a month uh Patreon uh sign up, which initially it was only you you didn't get anything. Like you just were saying, Orlando and Mike, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And so we were grateful for that. And now we just wanna give a bonus and say, hey, you you can just now jump on Discord.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing is is our our content is always free in the sense that the podcast will be free, our YouTube will be free. We're not we'll never do the uh, this is the first half of the episode. If you want the second half with all the bolos and all the good stuff, the stuff we couldn't tell you, you know, on uh, for free, sign up. And we'll give you we're not going to do that. But uh, the the Patreon is a good community, and we we love to keep it that way with the with the Discord. So uh, for those of you who can, we really appreciate it. Uh, and if you can't, you know, we, we still are active on other social media. So if you want to connect with us, you know, there's many ways you can do that. You can you can DM us, you can email us, you can call us. There's lots of ways that you can communicate with us. Uh, but we we do like that, that Patreon community, that discord. And really, it's not it's not Orlando and I running that in the sense of, hey, we're not every day posting new bolos and new most of the stuff is coming from other people in the group. Like we're just members in this group. We're all in a group together. So it's a really cool feel. Uh, so we'd love to have you there. Thank you so much for all of you who do support us on Patreon. It really helps us out. It keeps the lights on. It keeps these podcasts coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you very much.
1: Yeah. And if you haven't signed up yet, just go to patreon.com slash pierce of podcast. There's also a link below. Uh, and we just, we appreciate you guys and I'll, I'll throw this out one more time. Some of you have messaged us if there's ever a problem. So we, we have a few, a couple emails that say that the link hasn't worked because it like expired or something or.
0: Yeah. If you get a link, if, if you sign up for Patreon, you get a link, it's seven days and then it, it'll expire you'll have to get a new link if you haven't signed up yet. Yeah. But just email us, email us. We'll get back to you.
1: Yeah. And, and again, if you did the whole buy me a coffee, this is last time we will mention it. If you did a whole year of buy me a coffee. Uh, and, and you're like, Hey guys, I I already did the buy me a coffee. Let us know. Uh, and then we'll set you up and we'll put you on discord and and love to see you in the community. So that's right.
0: All right. Any random stories here? Yeah. So the very first house, so I'm driving into this community from the garage sales that I went to recently and I pull into the community and the very first house that I see that looks like could be a garage sale just had, like a playhouse like a kid's playhouse plastic one outside like you know the i don't know what they call two-step or yeah yeah, whatever yeah so i see that plus a couple of chairs sitting around it and i'm like is it is that is it and like i saw a door open but like nobody was outside and the garage was closed and i was like all right i'm gonna come back and check so i hit up like five or six houses and then i circled back and i came back to that house still nobody set up yet and i go back and i hit up like Four or five more houses, come back. And the reason I care about this, you might be like, "Who cares about a playhouse?" Well, I've been looking for one for my son. I've been looking on like Facebook Marketplace and and uh, Offer Up, and there have been some decent ones at good prices, but they're like far from me. And my son has been wanting a playhouse. He he, he plays with ones at like a friend's house. So I'm like, I'm gonna get him a cheap one instead of spending three hundred fifty bucks for a new one on Amazon. Like you can get them for like forty dollars mm-hmm. on on Offer Up. So I was just hoping to snag this thing. While I'm already here at these garage sales. Well, finally, I drive by and they're all set up. And I'm like, yes, I'm so thankful for this. And the funny thing is I recognize I'm like 90% sure this was the house that I bought uh, a, a electric guitar thing. Like a, a, like a practice guitar, a small a jam stick is what it's called for $5. And they sell for like a couple hundred bucks on eBay. And wow. the, the wife was kind of like, you sold it for how much to the husband? It was like this whole thing. Pretty funny. I have a YouTube video on it. You should check it out. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was the same house. And so I'm like, okay, this is going to be awkward, but it actually turned out okay. I don't think they recognized me, um, but I did have some people recognize me. Some people are like, I remember you from last time. You could always shave if you No, to I'm you. not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but I picked it up for like a really good price. I basically got it for free, uh, just a few bucks, you know, uh, but I had to drive home because my I had the wrong car. It wouldn't fit in the car that I had. In fact, it didn't even fit in the car that I brought. Luckily, I brought a screwdriver, so I had to take it apart. But, oh, but I serious. waited until after kind of garage sale time was over, came back and picked it up. Uh, but then I spent a good portion of my Saturday taking this thing apart, putting it in the back of my forerunner, taking it home, setting it back up. But my son was ecstatic. And so that's one of the beautiful things about reselling uh, is a lot of times you get stuff for yourself or you get stuff for family. And it's cool because, you know, I've been on the hunt for one of these for the last three or four weeks. And sure enough, it's at one of the garage sales I'm going to. Mm-hmm. But the the reason why it's kind of like random is like, is it for sale? Is it not? Is it is it sitting out in a, a driveway? Should I just take it? No, I can't take it. Hopefully they'll set up and eventually they finally set up, which is cool. But like, man, the 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 adrenaline rush of me pulling up when they were finally set up because I had, had my heart set on this thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I bought things that I'm gonna make two, three hundred bucks on that Saturday. This is like a little toy. Yeah. And I'm not gonna make any money on it, but I was more excited to get this. Because yeah, because I knew if what you it don't would get do.
1: it that one time, yep. what are
0: you gonna do? Who's who knows the next time it's gonna be available? Right. And and yeah, my is another one gonna show up on offer up that's super far away and then still have to take it apart and what if yeah. So it, it worked out. It was a cool deal. Um, so yeah, the the joys of reselling is sometimes you get excited about things that aren't even very profitable, but something you're looking for. And it's always fun when you find something you've been looking for. And it just happens to show up at a garage sale. Nah, it's true. It's true. We're good for. You. And
1: again, you're still making money because you saved all that yeah, money. I didn't have to buy a brand new one. Three hundred fifty bucks in my pocket. Yeah, and and you don't. You're not as. Uh, it's kind of like I don't think I'll ever. And this is kind of but not. But I don't think I'll ever buy a brand new car. Uh, I, no, you shouldn't. I I know, but I I would always be worried about like getting scratched or getting dented. You know, like my Honda it gets hit, you know, payout, And then will I fix it? Maybe depends how bad it looks. Right. But I'm not stressing about it. You know, anyways, you're like, whatever. (laughs) All right. Hey, so let me, I want to, I want to preface this with this, this ties into what I've been talking about with eBay making changes. And I don't know, let us know in the comments, do you think we should make a whole video about what we're going to talk about right now, which you can't really comment right now. So wait till the end. I think eBay has a major, major vulnerability in their global shipping program. I think it's huge. And I, I don't think it's being discussed enough. And, and so I had mentioned in the last podcast how I sent a new sealed Polaroid camera overseas. Not overseas, I think it's just maybe Canada. I don't know where it was, but it was through a global shipping program. So global shipping program is pretty much fail-safe. Like the moment it gets to Kentucky, I will say it's probably been a handful of times, not even a handful, maybe if I had three fingers, okay, at times that I've had any major issues with GSP. One was somebody in Russia who was scared to go to the post office there and pick up their boots. And so they never picked them up. And then they did a chargeback and it became a three-month fiasco. That was one time. One time I had sent over something that was new and sealed, and they opened it and I guess it was like destroyed, but since it was GSP, I was good to go. Uh, Another time was I sent something uh, over there and it didn't work or something and they sent it back and it smelled like terrible perfume and I got my money back. So, okay, four times. So this is the fourth time now, but this one, this one kind of just, it it just, it upset me. Like, like I've said, eBay lately has been kind of rough for me. So, What happened is I sent this new and sealed vintage Polaroid camera and I had shared this. So I'm, I'm going over this again, just as those of you that are listening for this first time. So the initial discussion was, you know, is it, it says in your listing that it's, it's blue, but it's actually gray. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no, no, it's gray. If you want it, you know, you can still buy it. And that was good. So we're fine. So then it gets over there and it's been about day 20, I don't know, 23 since it arrived to the buyer. And there's a 30 day return window, but it's GSP and usually GSP. I don't worry about things. So the buyer contacts me and the buyer says, Hey, by the way, I know this was new and sealed. I knew it was great, but the eyepiece fell off after a few, a few times of using it. You know, would you, would you be willing to take a return? And I'm like, no, I, I can't. Cause I don't offer international returns because of the other incidences I just talked about. Cause it costs a lot more. <laughs> Sometimes it costs more to ship than the item is worth. So I said, no, I don't offer returns. And, you know, the item was new and sealed when it got to you. Unfortunately, I can't replace this, so I can't accept it. And then they messaged back and said, understood. Well, I'm not looking for you to refund me. I don't I don't think you did anything wrong. It's not your responsibility. I'm looking for eBay to step in. Which was kind of interesting, kind of weird. But they're right away saying, you don't have to do this. So I contacted eBay and eBay had told me, yeah, there's a potential that we're going to make you accept the return. I'm like, what? Well, the buyer already said that uh, that it's not my responsibility. Yeah, but you know, this—the fact that it didn't work the way it should—falls on their item that is described. I'm like what? Like the item was new and sealed. Like how? How? What? I, I I don't understand. Like just because they classified it that, that how do you know over the twenty-something days that they had it that they didn't drop it that they didn't do anything? They're like, well, we—it's item that is described, and so uh it doesn't it doesn't qualify under the seller protections i was like oh okay that that's kind of i'm i'm not a big fan of that and so i said okay well uh and then they said just just wait a few days and then uh see if you know we can um we can take care of, we you know see what happens see if the buyer they actually told me to ask the buyer to close the return i'm like wait a second the buyer doesn't want to close the return so anyways eventually eBay does get back to me and it's one of their people, you know, when it's not just a random like a uh, boiler play It's from one of whatever their higher ups there. And they send me a message and basically their message was telling me that since it falls on their item that is described, that I need to send them a return label that I need to take care of it. And I was like, this is so crazy because the buyer themselves is telling me, It's telling me that it's not my responsibility. So here, I'll read it to you real quick. They said, I've reviewed the details of this request and found that the buyers claim the item was, was delivered, not as described, which is not true. It was delivered, sealed, new, in case as a listing. Then they said, when a buyer receives the wrong item, it arrives damaged. So they didn't receive the wrong item. It didn't arrive damaged. It doesn't match the listing description. Not true either or the buyer, which, again, was verified in the messages when I confirmed what the color was, or the buyer files a return without your return policy within your return policy, they can return it for you for a refund, including original shipping costs. Because the reason is outside of the buyer's control or within your return policy, we're also asking you to pay for return shipping. I've placed a request on hold for four days to give you the time to arrange return shipping with the buyer. Please know if you don't resolve the issue by April 18th, we'll issue the buyer a full refund on your behalf without requiring them to be without the item being required to be returned. So I'm like, what? I don't understand. Like it falls under everything. So I call again and they're like, yeah, the fact that this falls on the item and that is described is why you have to accept the return now. I'm like, what? no, no, it, it, it falls everything. The item was a correct item. It wasn't damaged. It was new and sealed. I don't have a return policy. And they're like, no, it falls on their item that is described. So here, here's here's the here's where my where this plays out for me. And maybe I'm wrong, Mike, it might correct me. Let's say I sold PS5. Let's say I sold 20 PS5s. Right? And there's actually subreddit groups that tell you how to scam people on eBay, how to scam people on Amazon. And I'm sure this is this might be in those subreddits. If I sold 20 PS5s, all 20 of those international buyers could after 20 days go, you know, this PS5 isn't working anymore. Uh, I'd like to return it. And there's nothing you could do about it.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. Is it, I mean, it matters that it's global shipping in the sense that there's huge shipping costs involved that you're going to have to return. But I don't know if it matters so much whether or not it's global or domestic. If they do the INAD and it gets considered an INAD, you have to accept the return.
1: Correct. That is true. But under global shipping, there was always this other layer. Right, It was it was the other layer that once it got to Kentucky, unless it was like a gross, negligent, like different item than you actually sent, like you're protected. Like over the last, I don't know, six, seven years I've been doing eBay, I've never had somebody say 20 days after the fact my electronic didn't work. And so therefore now it's an item that is described. And then eBay telling me I must accept the return. Like before I've had this happen before. I've had I've sold electronics and they're like some. But did the more.
0: INED that they were giving on it th- were they pointing to the fact that it was the color description versus what they got? No,
1: initially they tried. Like the first conversation I had, they brought that up. So I'm like, w- what
0: is it they're saying was not described?
1: That it wasn't working. The fact that the eyepiece fell off. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, it it just it just, it just it was it was upsetting to me because it was just like. I, I used to be so big on global shipping mm. and now I'm like, ah, eh, you know, I don't know if I'm sending any more electronics, You're the not a
0: global shipping uh, evangelist. I, I was. GSP. Now, is it possible that this could apply
1: to clothing? Maybe like, Hey, you know, this shoe wasn't as waterproof as it's supposed to be. Like, I, I don't know, but I get it. To, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm leery now of, of doing, I, I'll still do it. But if this happens to be on a trend, it it I'm not, I'm not too happy about it. And again, I I don't, you know, I always talk about the rabbit hole where people are like fee Bay eBay's the worst, blah, blah, blah. This is the kind of scenarios that cause people to feel that way. Right. Cause you just, you feel, injustice. I feel injustice till now. Right. I don't care. The hundred dollars doesn't matter. What matters to me is the fact that I did everything right. The seller acknowledged I did everything right. And still eBay was like, nope, pay up. And that's what bothers me. So. All right. Any other random stories outside of my, that was a rant. I'm sorry. Any other random stories? No, that's good. Okay. Hey, real quick. I do want to share one real quick. So when I was in San Francisco, it's pretty awesome. And, and it, you know, the people are listening, they know who I'm talking about. So during, uh, during the situation that we went through the last two years in the beginning, I had good friends of mine. Uh, my, my basketball coach actually was a mentor to me growing up and his kids were like four years old or whatever. And you know, I, I really didn't know them. Right. But now they're like 30, which is crazy how old I feel. And, you know, I, I went over to their house and they're like, Hey, you know, uh, uh you know, check out, you know, just, just want to show you guys uh, some of what we got. And so I went and man, it reminded me again of how many incredible resellers are out there that aren't on social media that don't do YouTube that don't do any of this. You had mentioned that one guy that does like a, uh, mm-hmm. some kind of collectibles well, is the same scenario. So now, you know, this this kid that was like four to six years old, you know who you are. And I didn't mention your names or anything because I don't know if you wanted all that. But uh, they're, they're showing me like grails of grails, like stuff I, I have not seen in a long time, like all this vintage clothing. And so what they did during the pandemic is they basically, they just took off on that. They started, they listened to the podcast. They got a lot of tips from the podcast, which, again, I appreciate you acknowledging. But I think you guys went down your own road and figured this out. They got on Depop. They began, I think on t- they were telling me on Depop, you get to different tiers. And once you reach a certain tier, you're invited to like this high like seller group. Hmm. And like they share like ongoing trends and what to pick up and so on. It's like this it sounded very like, like I want to be part of this group. It's elitist. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was elitist. I mean, it was just recognizing hard work. And uh, anyways, so now they have a store in downtown SF. Uh, that just sells vintage clothing. And uh, they rent out spaces to other resellers that go there. And man, they're just killing it. Just killing it. Yeah, hey. When the when the uh, the Padawan becomes the master, huh? Oh, I'm looking. They're doing far better than I, I've ever done. Like, they're just... They're good. And we'll probably have them on the podcast. So, by the way, this is an invite. Uh, once we do interviews, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, we got to do interviews again one day. Hopefully soon. Uh, but love to have them on because... I, I want to. I don't want to just recognize YouTubers that resell. I want to recognize. Obviously, you know, a lot of people message us and say they want to be on the podcast. I do. There has to be the ability to speak publicly, right? Have certain charisma, being able to, you know, hold the conversation. Because I also not a, know a lot of resellers that are really good, but they're introverts and they're like Orlando. I'll never go on your podcast because I. There's a reason why I resell, and it's because yeah. I don't like dealing with people all day, right? So, anyways, just wanted to share that. Where it's like, man, there's so so. Don't try to just learn from YouTubers. Try to find other resellers in your community. And some people will be willing to share, some aren't. But there's a lot you can learn from those that you will never see on YouTube. So, all right, that's my random story. Have you needed some Bubble Boy
0: lately? Yeah, I love getting me some Bubble Boy. Right? <laughs> bubble Boys. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It just, oh, whatever, right? It some it's, it's bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> bubble Boy. Bubble Boy is a bubble wrap that we love to use. I like to wrap things in bubble boy, wrap Because I know it's going to arrive where I'm trying to get it safely. Oh, speaking of which, oh my gosh, we had, uh, my, my wife's, my wife's, uh, I don't mean to make this sad, especially during like, we're trying to shill a a sponsor here. Uh, but my wife's grandma died a few months ago or a month ago. And, and so there was a few, uh, carnival glass pieces she wanted. And she asked a friend who lived back in Michigan to, to ship them and they were shipped, but like, just like a very small piece of like thin bubble wrap was put on and all of the glass shattered. Oh, it's like the worst. Nice, that's beautiful. Terrible too. Glass. And I just could kept thinking like, Oh no, you should have used the really thick bubble boy, like the big, the big bubble and like double wrapped. And I could just and see, float the box and float the box. And I could just see the bubble wrap that I would have used and how I would have wrapped it and, and versus what was used. And, and the lady obviously wasn't a professional shipper. She doesn't resell stuff. So she didn't know. and And we didn't, clearly explain how to do it we were hoping she would take it to like a ups store but the nice thing with bubble boy is they've got different sizes different styles of bubble wrap so whatever it is you need to ship they're going to have the right stuff for you do you need extra long rolls do you need regular width rolls do you need thick bubble like the big wide ones do you need the, the thin bubble they've got it they've got it at good prices it's going to get to you within a couple of days it's going to be straight to your door you don't have to drive anywhere with gas prices going up uh, you can make sure your items get to where they're supposed to go without you having to leave your door as much. Yeah, it's great. So use our promo code,
1: Pure Hustle Podcast. If you're a first time buyer, first time buyer, and again, if you're having issues, contact us. I know there's been things back and forth here and there, but again, if you're a first time buyer, the code will apply. So again, Bubble Boy, American Bubble Boy, that is. All right. Hey, uh, also I uh, want to mention we are on social media. So if you haven't followed us, uh, follow us. We are Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram. Facebook and TikTok. And by the way, I think I'm going to start making TikTok again. I'm finding that as much as... Do I,
0: YouTube shorts, man. That was way better.
1: Yeah. Well, we did both. I think we just like double dipped when we did those.
0: Yeah, we'll double The, dip, the
1: only reason I say that is I, I think TikTok's not going away.
0: I thought it was going to go away like Vine. No, I don't think it's going away, but I think, I think uh, I'd think i love for us to keep building our YouTube, especially because once we get to that uh, 10,000 mark merch. So if you guys want those cool pure podcast shirts, I've got some good ideas. Hats. People ones. have been asking about hats. Hats. We can get you hats. All kinds of stuff through, uh, through, through merch on YouTube. If uh, once we get to that ten thousand, so help us get there. So, uh, anyway, make sure you're following
1: us there, and we are Pure Soul Cast on Twitter. Right. I actually thought Twitter at one time was like on the way down, but Twitter keeps being like king.
0: Right. Uh, it's the public uh, square for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, being that Elon Musk wants to buy it, that probably has a part to play in it. So.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll see what happens with that. It's interesting. <sighs> It is interesting, fun,
0: fun story to follow either way, no matter what happens, I kind of get to just sit back with some popcorn and watch. (laughs)
1: there you go alright also uh, you can give us a call at 619-738-1170 that's 619-738-1170 or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com that's PureSpodcast at gmail.com I think we just had a hustle a week come through so we will probably be sharing that in the next update epi- not update next the themed episode uh, also if you are just following us on podcasts and listening to podcasts come on over to YouTube hit the subscribe button and smash the like button hit that bell notification appreciate all of you that consistently listen to us on the podcast if you've been listening to us on the podcast, and you haven't done an Apple iTunes review, make sure to go on over there. Uh, it definitely helps us uh, be able to get higher in the algorithm, you know, reach more people. Uh, we are the most reviewed uh, podcast and the l- largest listened to uh, reselling podcast, but we'd love to keep growing, keep helping more people out there. So uh, appreciate all of you. All right. Are you ready to talk about some uh, Spring Seller
0: update? Yeah, what's going down? Okay, so we're going to be doing our reseller news. The Spring Seller update is out. Whatnot is doing whatever. Uh, Lululemon launches a resell program and... We might not get to the last one. (laughs) ...change what we wear. (laughs) Take it away, Orlando. Okay. So... I always say this with
1: a warning whenever seller eBay eBay seller updates come out you have to read everything because there's always these surprises right we had
0: fine got to read the fine print
1: we always had the item we had the item specifics apocalypse that happened. We had the promoted listings apocalypse, like all these things that was in the update, but no one really paid attention. And then when they really eBay started clamping down on things, people were like, What is this? YouTube videos are remade. We made our own YouTube video about it and, and people were getting upset. But the reality is, eBay actually said all this. It's just that we just missed it. We missed it in, in the writing. So, uh, this, the, but I will say this spring seller update wasn't too, uh, transformational. Uh, it is, it is interesting though. As far as you know, the one thing that they reiterated is that they're getting, they're gonna eventually. I say eventually now, they're gonna uh, force people to pay. And so what I so what I mean is, you know, they had promised in the winter update. So in the winter update, I'm trying to pull it up here. In the winter update, they had said that eventually they're gonna cause, they're gonna make sure that when people send offers, or when you accept an offer, or when you send an offer. That eventually, you know, they're gonna cause people to pay right away. The interesting thing about this is that they said this in the winter update. In the winter update, they're very clear that they're gonna make sure that everybody pays up because that's the biggest beef with eBay right now, I think, for every reseller. The idea that out of every single platform, the platform that has been selling online the longest is the platform that still hasn't figured out a way to cause buyers to pay when they purchased something still strange, but here's what I find is interesting. So this is the spring seller update. Let me read to you the language of the winter seller update. So this is back in, I think like October or whenever it was. So they said, we're continuing the work we started in 2021. So they waited until 2021 to address this. Remember we were at eBay open in 2019 talking about this. There are people, many of you that have been talking about this since 2010. Um, to reduce unpaid items on eBay, which we know has been a long time standing challenge for many of you. That's such an understatement. In October, 2021, we piloted a new process for collecting payment from a buyer automatically following acceptance of their offer to the, to this, to do this, we asked the buyer for payment and shipping details and the best offer flows in the coming weeks. We plan to expand our coverage and include more buyers, which should further reduce unpaid items for buyer offers. So they said in the coming weeks. Okay, spring seller update. In the 2022 winter seller update, you learned about our continued work to reduce unpaid items by automatically collecting payment from buyers when their best offer is accepted. We're excited to keep the momentum going by expanding these efforts to other best offer scenarios, including offers to buyers and counter offers. Later this year, <laughs> buyers will also be able to request bundled offers, which is nice. We talked about this in our last podcast, things that eBay should do, uh, multiple items when they make a best offer. We hope these changes will help you reduce operational costs and spend less time dealing with unpaid items. They so have more time to focus on growing your business. Yeah,
0: so the hard part is, I mean, it, these are literally an update as opposed to like an implementation of new changes, which is kind of hard. It's like here, here's an update of what we're doing as a company. We're still working on this. Enjoy your update. Like, <laughs> not like, Hey, this is a new feature that's rolling out on this date.
1: No, it's not like, here's the update to the update. We're still updating like that. I'm like, what? Come on. Like, come on. Like by now, let, let's get this, let's get this going. Like, yeah, are, are we, or at least, or at least explain why. Is it because, you know, something with coding? Is it because, you know, is it because of managed payment? Like, why, what is what is taking so Yeah, a company's,
0: long. A company's not going to want to reveal that, though. Hey, we're sorry this is lagging. We're having issues in our coding department. That's not going to give trust to the, the shareholders at all. Or, sorry, this is lagging. We're dealing with legal. Or, sorry, like, they're not going to give the why. They're just going to put the best face of, like, we're continuing to work on this. Yeah, I know, and and I'll, I'll talk about whatnot in a moment here. We're Cause I sorry, this is lagging. Uh, we have a bunch of employees we need to fire because they are terrible. Like, they're just not going to say that stuff, you know. But uh, it will be nice. It'll be at nice. least
1: we're not getting the same message of, well, we we'll, you know back in the day we used to accept money orders, and so it was kind of a transition for us. Remember that? Yeah,
0: we're still transitioning. That was like the worst. Like the, ah. I mean, I I understood the logic, like that that wasn't what they are as a company, and they had to add that, but like you know. How about how about you add
1: it? Yeah, but that's like talking about like, you know, right now we're we're still, you know, like let's say a company came out with the stick shift. Like that was their base model. Like that wouldn't fly anymore.
0: Yeah, you gotta you gotta update with the times. I mean, they're already like there's news flying around about like is eBay gonna accept you know, some kind of cryptocurrency. They've, they've been kind of floating don't, that. Don't, even, don't accept crypto until they accept cash. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like so it's like, are we going to try and get with the times? Or are we going to try and get like futuristic? Can we catch up first? Like, let's catch up and then we can deal with like cryptocurrency and like paying with eye scans and stuff. Like, how about just, you know, automatic payment first?
1: <laughs> I know if they start going, we're going to accept biometric payments. Wait, you can't even accept credit card numbers. All right. Uh hey positive thing though we had mentioned some of this on the podcast previously about what eBay should be doing I like it eBay doing bundling I think it's a great thing I think it'll definitely help I like how they under I seems like they came to understand when they're saying uh when they talk about the idea to reduce operational costs and spend less time dealing with unpaid items because there is time being spent Right. You know, the idea that, you know, there's there's the cash flow part, there's a the part that you have to now track it and relist it. Uh the fact that sometimes you have to message buyers, you have to send invoices, all just just time wasters. Uh, another uh, thing, eBay messaging is now being expanded more, which I feel kind of bad because I thought that was like a done deal. No,
0: I, I kind of just wish they'd just roll it out. Like, you know, like when they do like a phone update and you know, once it's once you update, like you have the new thing, that's just how it should be. It should be like, hey. You know, we're updating our app, like press refresh, press update. Well, no, that's Guess what they what? said.
1: Now you have the new messaging. System. Well, that's what they're saying. If you want this new messaging, but
0: it they say, make sure you have the newest version. Well, maybe I'll double check. Maybe, maybe. I, don't uh, know, I just, I just got a new phone and, uh, and reinstalled eBay. So you would imagine it would be the newest, most updated version, but yeah. maybe not.
1: Now, uh, they are more item specifics are coming our way. Yay. Did that, so somebody, so somebody on the PR team needs to. Oh, I do need an update. Look at that. Oh, oh there we go. What if, what if now live on the podcast? This is happening. Get the this is the
0: moment where I get the new message. Maybe because how many times have i asked Mike, did you get the new message? He's like, nope. This is, <laughs> I look like a fool. I'm like, it should just be part of an update. You should just hit update. Oh, look, there's an update. Let's see if this
1: works. All right. Let's see. All right. You got to go to your, go to your, uh, messages oh 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 wait well, that was an no yeah you can't one. go to count. you gotta find a buyer all right, there we go there you go nope nope, nope he's maybe, still maybe new ones
0: like maybe a new message will yeah when you get a new
1: one. message come through yeah. do you need me to like message your store yeah okay
0: nah, not right now all
1: right uh so more item specifics you know whatever i mean i just i recently what was it there was something Oh, I bought a. Uh, I, I'm. I have a couple huffy bikes, like some Lightning McQueen huffy bikes. And nice. I was going through the items specifics, and I was like, "Type of brake, type of tension, type of it." I'm like, "When? What? what? No." Like, I just put C pictures, and I don't think that's what you're supposed to
0: do. But I, I wonder if you could just put random letters and numbers for those, and if that like flies, because yeah, it makes sense. Like, if I'm looking for a certain like cycling road bike, and I want to make sure it has like sram brakes and it has you know certain brand of of uh of shifters and gator tires and like yeah i might be looking up those things but yeah for if you're buying a a, a six-year-old uh huffy bike lightning mcqueen you're not looking for that stuff you're just looking for that it's a bike so yeah i wonder if you just put like x304 as like your go-to for those things like if that flies <laughs>
1: I don't know. It was funny because, uh, by the way, if you haven't checked out our YouTube video about how to quickly update our specifics, check it out. Uh, I spent a good amount of time putting together a video, and the, and the information still applies. It's been like two, three years since I dropped that video and gotten a lot of uh, good reviews on it. So check it out. Uh, they are providing. So here, so they changed it where you could do payments now, where you get paid like once a week or once a month or whatever. But now if you need the money right away, you could do an immediate payout if you need it. So that, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, but now uh, we had mentioned this before how it'd be nice if like if you got that paid that money, it'd be nice if you can get it right away. Mm. But now you can also spend that money on eBay right away. So hopefully that will bring more business. Kind of like on Poshmark, you know, you sell something, you don't get paid out right away, but you do have that credit there. Mm. So anyways, that's something to look out for. And the last one, I uh, know I think that's pretty much it. There's a couple other things on there. I just wanted to share what I felt was most relatable to us. And hopefully it's relatable to a lot of you guys. And uh, Mike is, is this for Instagram? Like, like I'm
0: going to post that in our, uh, in our, our, our Discord. Discord. Okay. Let, let them know that we're recording right now.
1: All right. Uh, okay. Let's talk about whatnot. So I've done three auctions now and I'm doing a fourth one. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to do this weekly now. I went from... you're You're,
0: you're into it, huh? I'm into You're it knowing it. I'm, I'm going to so were like, I think this is the last one ever. I just got to do one more. Or right. Know. I'm going to do one more, but this is the last one. I know. I know. It's addicting, huh? So
1: let, let me explain a few things here. Number one is I think eBay is losing thousands, maybe millions of dollars right now. They, it, it has, they have to be because what I know from what I see is a lot of big YouTubers are going on there and they're selling all kinds of stuff. Okay. Now are we getting top dollar like we would on eBay? nope, but am I moving inventory? Yes am I dealing with uh you know cases being opened up against me and so on no uh do I have any returns no nope. do I have people paying right away yep uh do I have you know uh shipping that's you know pretty cheap yep like like it, it, it's it's a it's right now right now and i always say it's getting early so for example i throw out the example about mercari oh i just got an offer on something um so mercari back in the day mercari came over from japan and mercari was like brand new and the way that mercari was able to gain some of the market share it was beautiful for like a year there were no fees so whatever i sold i made that money and right now, whatnot I think is taking taking advantage of the fact that they now you know they have cheap shipping, so like you saw, like i I do hats, right, so you buy one hat, it's four dollars shipping each additional hat's only a dollar shipping, so if you buy ten hats for me, you know what's that? you're paying four for the first one and nine to so thirteen dollars, and you're getting ten hats.
0: now are they covering the shipping on that like what if what if
1: the shipping costs more than no, it's all it's it's kind of like the way that uh, Poshmark, Poshmark used to be and all that. Okay. So if you can get in, why not early? I would. And again, I know some people say, "Well, it's only good if you have a large following." I see it as social media, and what I'm recognizing there's a lot of people that don't have a following, but they have a lot of followers. And why is that? Because they've been on the platform for a while. They've been active. Now, whatnot's been around for like a year. So we have good friends of mine that have been on there for a year, and they make a killing every week. And they don't have a huge Instagram following, uh, they don't have a huge TikTok following, uh, in in relation to like the big YouTubers and so on. But they have consistent buyers. They have, you know, consistent people that are showing up, and they probably have more followers than we do. And whatnot. We only have like ninety on I, on eBay. I have like nine hundred people following my eBay store. Somehow they find me, <laughs> on one of my stores, and only ninety on whatnot. So here's why I like whatnot. I, I like the fact that. If I come up across a a huge thing, I don't have to spend the hours doing item specifics. Like, I literally, I find a Lionel hat, I type in Lionel. That's it. I don't even have to put the size, I don't have to put condition, I don't have to do any of that. Because on the live stream, I turn the hat around, I show what's on there, and that's it. It, It's good to go, right? There's, There's no, you know questions as to, you know, okay, you know, what is, what is the size and everything you're sharing that right there on the live stream. The other thing, I like the fact that people are paying right away. The moment the auction ends and like eBay where somebody can win an auction and then not pay, it's just obnoxious. Like I I can't even tell you, come on now. eBay has been around since what, 1996 and we're still playing this game. No, whatnot. It's boom right away. And I, you know, people cancel. I haven't had anybody cancel on me yet. I've only sold about like sixty items, so I haven't sold like. I should
0: sure turn that hat that I got for me and see oh. how that process
1: goes. Here's the here's the funny thing. You know that hat that you bought. Uh huh. I didn't know that people that are watching something can watch it even after it's ended. Oh really? So somebody messaged me and was like, "Hey, I'm interested in that that hat," and I'm like, "Unfortunately, it's no longer available." Mm. Now I did contemplate messaging Mike and go, "Hey, Mike." You want to like split the profit on this hat? Like, if you send it back to me, I'll just relist it on eBay. Smart. Sell it, and Mike gets half, and I get half, and we're all happy. But he, right now, whatnot is a quick way to offload, uh, offload stuff. It's just it's a good way. You know, people are happy all around. The buyers get their collectibles they want. Resellers are able to get a good deal. Like, I just think it's a, it's a great way. And and with eBay, I have to promote my listing. I have to some you could I maybe even do pay-per-click. I mean
0: you do have to bring your audience to whatnot, which is tough.
1: That, that is the tough part. I agree. It's the same problem if you started your own website, right? Yeah. Starting your own website, you have to bring all the traffic. That's why we're always big on start on eBay. But I do think that whatnot is is if eBay does not get there, and they had mentioned I mentioned this. I think we're the only people that have talked about this. I haven't heard any other YouTuber talk about that eBay actually, in one of their uh, investor, what do you call it, reports or whatever, they had shared that they're going to do live auctions on eBay. Like eBay needs to either buy whatnot like ASAP or they need to they need to get that set up like ASAP. Because, you know, somebody had mentioned, it's funny how people get really upset. Uh, somebody had mentioned somewhere, I forget, I read on social media that the reason that eBay sales are slow is because everybody's going to whatnot. And I'm like, no, that's not true. That's like that, that, that. That's like not Not even possible. But. But I will say eBay is losing a lot of market share, I think. And the larger it gets, the more market share. So Rally Roots, who has over 200,000 subscribers, just did a paid promotion with whatnot. And guess what? All the people that watch them, all the people that watch that YouTube. They're going to, you know, they're going to go like, huh, I wonder about whatnot. Should I get started? Should I get on that platform? And so. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's what I was talking about, and because I'd have to pull up the numbers exactly on on what not how much money they're they're bringing in, what their total.
1: Well, they're being evaluated are. for over a billion now. A billion? Yeah. Inter-
0: oh, interesting. Um Yeah, it's, it seems pretty high for what they what they are, but maybe. Um, but but the thing with eBay is eBay is kind of a vertical or a horizontal company. They sell in a lot of different categories, a lot of different things, and a lot of other companies are coming in and taking vertical slices out of it. Yeah, okay. right. Let me read real quick before you do that. Sure. So whatnot? This
1: is September twenty twenty one. Whatnot, a live streaming shopping platform for collectors to buy and sell things like rare Pokemon cards and Funko Pops has closed $150 million Series C. It's their round of fundraising in 2021 alone. This round pins Whatnot's valuation at $1.5 billion, earning its spot on the ever-growing list of unicorns. Nice. And this is September. Okay, go ahead, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, but that's what I mean, though. So, like, they're taking... Different things are going to take a, a portion. So, Whatnot, Whatnot is never going to complete be ebay because they're 100 i agree but because they're not doing vcrs they're not doing you know all the different things that you can get on ebay like the random stuff they're collectibles in the same way that like you got depop and then you got poshmark for the everyday clothes that people wear and you got different companies that are coming in and literally taking vertical slices they're they're not competing horizontally with ebay they're not competing across every single category So yeah, th- maybe they're they're 10% of the size of eBay. It's like, well, it's small fries compared to eBay. Yeah, but if they're if they're 10% the size of eBay and they're taking literally 10% of that whole market or maybe 50% of used clothing is going to Poshmark. Yeah, maybe used clothing is only 10% of eBay, so it's not a huge deal hit to eBay, but all of those things add up. And so yeah, companies like that that are are losing vertical slices of their company because they're not adapting and these other companies are coming in and innovating. And that's a good thing. I mean, we want innovation because then yeah, it's going to cause eBay to either figure out how to do those things better, or we're just going to have that as the new thing. You're going to have these random companies coming in, figuring out how to do certain parts of that niche better. And then we just have to adapt and get on those platforms too, or, you know, stay in this horizontal. That's maybe not growing as much as it could. So what I think what not did right is,
1: what Poshmark tried to do. So, I mean, Poshmark is still bigger than Whatnot. Yeah, correct. Correct. But Poshmark, remember, they, they, they were trying to be like social media. Right. Right. And it I don't think it went well because they were trying to internally be social media. Right. So you go on the Poshmark stories. I think they had stories and like you watch Poshmark stories, whatever. But Whatnot is people, big influencers are bringing in their audiences into the Whatnot app right? So it's, it's happening from the external into the internal. So all these people are coming in. And then on, on top of that, on top of that, there's the idea that I think it runs like social media, like the more auctions you run, the more followers you'll get. Cause I get, I mean, we'll, we'll get random people that weren't even like on Instagram that'll just start following us just cause they were looking for vintage, whatever. So did you, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you trying to say something there. No. Okay. So, anyways, uh, that that's why I think I think whatnot I think is is something that is definitely I would I would look at if you're a reseller that has a lot of inventory or you have the ability to get consistent inventory. I think it's a good place for you to sell. I will tell you, uh, the time that you'll save by not going to other platforms uh, may be worth it to you maybe worth it for right now, for right now, things may change here uh, soon. You know, you may have return policies that pop up. You may have higher shipping that pops up. You may have higher fees that pop up. I mean, you know, who knows what'll, what'll happen, but, uh, right now, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna do it once a week. You know, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm good with it. Even, even though I'm not getting, here's the thing. You always learn, right? A sale is better than no sale, right? So I've been selling stuff that has been sitting on eBay for a long time. And I'm selling on whatnot. And I haven't had to pay as much fees. I haven't had to do promoted listings. I haven't haven't had to deal with any of that. So all right. That's it about that. Okay. All right. Uh I just want to talk about one more thing. I think I think the other yeah. things we can push back. Let's do that. Uh <laughs> in case you didn't know. This is a sad day. So remember the frenzy we had about uh priority padded flight rates and we thought those were discontinued and yeah. I, I literally have like a thousand right now of those. Oh, yeah. Right. And they that was not true. But this is true. Uh-oh. So the large flat rate boxes, the game ones, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Discontinued. Those are gone. Do you have any of those left? I don't. What do they sell for on eBay? You Well, you can't. It's illegal. It's federal. It's federal <laughs> crime. Now, not to say people aren't trying to do that. Uh, I haven't seen any, but I I have about. But I mean, you can sell it as a collectible, can't you? No, it's a it's a it's <laughs> You know, we're we're dropping an episode on Monday on how not to get banned on platforms. Well what if you that's sh- one of the ways of to well, get banned. But
0: what if you ship it? Like what if you build it and ship it empty? What?
1: No, no, you can't. You can't. It's on the box.
0: You know, that's what's funny. It's like uh, the store that shall not be named every okay, once in a while. What if you sold sells a, those. What if what if you sold a and not that anybody wants a full size box? I'm just trying to this is like a, a a fun uh Thought experiment for me. You can't sell the boxes, right? They're discontinuing us. What if somebody's like, I really just want this box in my collection. I collect boxes and I'll never be able to get this box. So could you sell like a uh, a post-it note inside of a large yes. flat rate yes, box? Yes, that you can do.
1: That You remind me of my friend that sold his, uh, you know, our good friend. Yeah. What? He sold the paper clip. Like Clash of Clans. Yeah, it was like account. a Clash of Clans account. You can't sell those, but he sold a paper clip. I think he sold it for several hundred dollars. So the account was attached to his paper clip. Yep. The account info. So maybe, maybe you could. I'm not playing that game, but that's one way to do it, I guess. So don't get banned. All right. Hey, that's our uh, current topics. Now, before we move on, though. I want to talk about, we're going to talk about bolos, but here's a bolo. So I had a good friend of mine, Andy. I know you're listening to our podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. And he got the skull shaver. And he was like, nice. oh, he's like, Orlando, it's not as close, as close as a razor, but it's good. And I'm like, isn't yeah, real it? Good. And again, Mike and I, I love the word shill because it has such negative connotations, right? Yeah, we love shilling. But we do shill. We I mean, shill it, it's time. part of running a podcast. Shill and Masters. being. On, but here's the thing. We're only going to show products that are legit. I we've never, I, I can't think of one time that we showed something that we didn't believe in. Yep. I don't know I can't, I'm trying to think Would I confess it. Yeah, I would, but I I can't think of one. Now we did have a company at one time that almost didn't pay us. Mm. They're almost there. They're, they're going to pay a, they're, you know, they're going to pay soon. But I, I really, I really think the school shaver is is such an amazing product. I I went on this trip to San Francisco, and I was able to look fresh and clean every day with that school shaver. You know, so if you haven't experienced a school shaver, go to schoolshaver Use our promo code hustle with a capital H and get that discount. Helps you out, helps us out, makes the world a better place. Yeah, school right. shaver. All right, let's talk about some bolos. Bolo. 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 Bolo.
0: Bolo. What's your bolo? What's your bolo? All right. So we are coming into and I don't follow this scene, so I'm not sure if it's it's like nationwide, but at least here in our local area, we're coming into rodeo season. And I know a lot of people in this area who aren't necessarily like cowboys. Or cowgirls, but they like going to the rodeo. It's like, oh, the rodeo's in town. We got to go see the rodeo. It's kind of like a just like a thing people are interested in doing. It's fun. Uh, it's exciting to or do. Like if you
1: go to Coachella,
0: yeah, you know, you know. go to that trash thing.
1: <laughs> I almost wanted to joke and said I went sourcing at Coachella, but I don't know if you would have believed me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I told you I went to Coachella, would you believe me? Maybe. I mean, were you like sourcing like uh, shirts? No, anyways, the reason I say that is because cowboy boots were huge at Coachella were they okay so anyways
0: go ahead with you so um but yeah so with the with the um this season upon us with people going to rodeos a lot of people are going to go to this and they're not like i said not necessarily cowboys but they want to kind of look the part a little bit you know they want to if i'm gonna gonna go i gotta wear some cowboy boots i've got to wear a buckle wear a cowboy hat i mean what's the point of going to the rodeo if i'm not going to wear a cowboy hat it's kind of like here in 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 san diego and del mar when we have the horse races oh yeah first day it's like the hat day and and every all the ladies wear like the big fancy hats to the to the races and and it's one of those things like you might not be into big hats but if you're going to the races in del mar you're wearing a big hat right Mm -hmm. so there's going to be people who are in the area who are buying those things up and I'm sure it's that way across the nation. There's going to be states and cities that are, are going to have more cowboys than others. Uh, but a lot of people are going to be going to those types of things. So the, the bolo itself is things like cowboy hats, cowboy boots, cowboy buckles. Uh, but just think about this, how it applies to other things. When there's like, hey, this thing is in town, the whatever is being, being popular right now, people get into it and they're, they're going to want to dress the part, act the part, at least for that. Time And then it goes with that with even titling stuff, because the cowboy world uh, in the country music and stuff, cowboy hats are have always been a thing. But like baseball hats are becoming more and more popular, like the, the popular country singers will just wear a baseball hat or wear a trucker hat like that mm-hmm. is becoming more and more popular for like the, the, the newer ones to do that is like on stage. They're not wearing a cowboy hat. They're wearing a baseball hat. So if you're to, to type in those things, if you're like, oh, this kind of looks country, and just type like rodeo in the description, like great to wear at a rodeo, you never know that that might be the keyword that people are looking up rodeo clothes, and it and it shows up there. Um, you know, be be clever with the way you're 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 putting keywords in and tagging things and putting descriptions in because you never know what you're gonna get. We talk about this with things like white elephant gift. Um, different things like that. Add that into your description somewhere and you never know that might be what catches the sale on a baseball hat is the fact that you put rodeo in there. But I will say, yeah,
1: and I do. I put rodeo. And here's the interesting thing. I just sold three rodeo buckles and they were like two specific rodeos. Like somebody got like second place in one or something and they still sold for good money, 30, 50 bucks a buckle. And so, yeah, cowboy stuff is definitely a bolo. It's I, I sell a lot of Western wear. Uh, we live in a part of San Diego where it's it's very uh, it's it's yeah we're in East County so it's like cowboyish, right? Depends where I, I'm not. I will still go with my starter jacket and my Allen Iverson still rodeo, but you know, <laughs> that's how we do it. Uh, all right. My bolo is coffee machines, and I'm I'm sure we brought this up. And I was oh, yeah, love coffee machines. But I just I just sold a barista, the Starbucks Stolen barista machine. that's been
0: sitting there for the yeah,
1: last uh, yeah. It was see I posted today on Instagram. Uh, we're recording this on monday it literally is three months mike can attest that i was sitting for like three months and i finally got around to listening and it sold like in seven days so i paid like 35 and it sold for 140 something but man if you can find espresso machines obviously do the research because you know like rival isn't probably a good brand hey or any of those but like starbucks stuff um I can't think of the big ones. Let us know in the comments. What are the big names? I've sold the big names. I just don't remember them because I'm really sticking to clothing these days. But I will tell you, coffee machines and even the parts, right? Even the little spoon that you scoop for the espresso machine. I wish I knew. Oh, the portafilter. That sells for like 40 bucks alone if you get it from a barista machine. So keep an eye out for coffee machines. If you don't want to test it. You have two options. You can sell it untested and it'll go to like a company that refurbishes things like a the Seiko company or whatever. Uh, and you may not get full dollar on it, but if you paid like five, 10, 15 bucks, they may pay you 60, 70 bucks for it. And then they'll flip it for 200 or you can part it out. I've parted out coffee machines before uh, and you can make decent money. So keep an eye out for coffee machines. All yeah. right. What are you looking forward to here, Mike?
0: Uh, I hate listing, but I'm looking forward to listing. Um, just, I'm not looking forward to like excitedly, but I'm looking forward to it in the sense of of my death piles are out of control and that's not me. Normally I'm pretty good about, you know, the discipline and keeping things going, but, uh, you know, reselling kind of took a backseat for a little while. Uh, and then I didn't want to necessarily load up a bunch of stuff because I didn't know if I was going to move this year or not. looks like I'm staying, uh, at least for another year. So, Now I'm like, okay, I could start buying stuff, but my shed is getting full. So I've got a lot of things to list. I'm excited to get those lists going and then kind of trigger that algorithm a little bit and hopefully, uh, hopefully make some monies. Nice. What about you?
1: So first of all, I'm looking forward to, I'm getting, I I need, the thing with whatnot is you need consistent, uh, items to sell. Right. And so, I mean, I do, I have, you know, 30, almost 3,200 items in my inventory, uh, but I don't want to touch that inventory. I want to keep that on eBay. So I want to find stuff that I can just keep selling on whatnot. I want to make whatnot a weekly thing as uh, far as long as I can. Right. And so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to growing our following there. Cause you know, it's, it's our pure as podcast account. So Mike can jump on there. Maybe Mike and I will do a du- dual, uh, auction. You know, we'll just come together and we'll just split the earnings there. Uh, I'm going to be shifting to Amazon a little bit. Um, I am finding right now that, uh, like I said, I think eBay is getting, eBay has not been consistent for me. I'll have those low dollar days, and I'll have a high high dollar day, and then it just it's just been all over the place. Where the thing I've always liked about Amazon is, if the ranking is there, and you know I have good metrics and has good reviews, it's gonna sell. Mm. Now there's a lot of risk. There's capital. There's what if another seller jumps on there What if Amazon jumps on there. But, you know, this last summer, I did not do Amazon in the summer and I felt a hit financially Uh, where every other summer. I've always had a good summer of Amazon, which has carried me through uh, some. I haven't had an eBay summer slowdown, but it's just made my summer look more like a Q4. And so I want to do that again because I didn't do that this last one. And I'm looking forward to garage sales, man. I got I got to tell you. The ROI on garage sales just can't be beat. Mm -hmm. You know, you just never know what you're going to find. It's just, it's fun going out there. Man, if I could do garage sales every day, I would do that every day. And again, some of you are like, Orlando, you get tired probably, but that's how I feel. Not facts. That's just how I feel. So. Anyways, hey, Hope, thank you for listening in. You know, this is always one of our longer podcasts. There's just a lot to cover, a lot to talk about. Uh, let us know any of the, you know, what you think. Do you think that what not a viable thing? Do you think that eBay is going to take over? Uh, are you having a great week of sales? Are you seeing things slow down? Is, is the macroeconomics playing a role in how you do reselling? Let us know in the comments below. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to subscribe. Smash that like button. And as always, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Please. Peace.